Hello, hello. Welcome to She's Doing All Right. I'm your host, Sarah Carter. And on this episode, we're going to be doing our January favorites. Well, my January favorites. I have always loved those favorite reviews from YouTube. I don't know if you've ever seen them or listened to them, but they're kind of more of an old school thing. And I figure since this channel or this podcast is all about self-growth and self-development, it's a great thing to take some lessons. So this is going to be a monthly thing. We're going to do what I loved, learned, and left in the past month, this month being January 2023. Happy February, first of all. I cannot believe we're already through the year so fast or through the month so fast. Um, I apologize in advance if this is going to be a bit scatterbrained, more so than usual. <laughs> My son has been home with us all week because he got sick at daycare. And as that usually happens is that we end up sick as well. So I am refusing to let this cold stop me, but it is also slowing me down and I can't really do anything about that one. So <laughs> we're going to just go ahead and jump right into today's episode. And yeah, let's start off with what I loved about January. So first thing that I absolutely loved about this month was that it was so social. That was actually something I was a bit overwhelmed by at first working my calendar, but it was all stuff I wanted to do. None of it was things that I like wanted to cancel on or swap, switch out or anything like that. So first my sister came and visited us, which I haven't seen her in so long. She was here for a little bit in December. That's if you've seen that episode or listened to that episode, that was an interview I did with her. So she came back in January quickly. Then my other sister popped in by telling me like, hey, I'm gonna be in your town for an 11 hour layover. Would you like to pick me up and hang out? So I saw her. Then a friend of mine I haven't seen in three years, she came and we went to Fiddler on the Roof. She had a friend playing in the Broadway Across Canada show. So she came here, we got to go see it together, and we just enjoyed such a lovely weekend together. That was so nice. Um, we had friends' birthday parties, kids' birthday parties. We went to the zoo. Uh, we went swimming. We literally did something every single weekend. We had Saturday and Sunday at least one event, sometimes two. And on the weekends, it was usually a family thing. During the week, I had things as well. So it was just like content days with friends or brainstorming sessions, nights. Like I had a friend come over and we ended up talking from like eight o'clock at night until one in the morning. Um, so it was so fun. I loved it. Um, definitely need to rest a little bit more going forward, but I feel like I balanced everything pretty well. I wasn't mad about it. So that was fun. A lot of stuff happened last minute too. Like we had so many coffee dates with friends where I'd text my husband being like, so-and-so's coming home for dinner. I was like, okay. So, so much uh, socializing. Love that. What a great way to start the year. Um, so the second thing I loved was Pilates. I started Pilates in December and I really enjoyed how slow and long and they just want you to really focus on lengthening the body and like really tuning into your breath, into your core. Uh, really loved how strong I was feeling from that. And that was only going once a week. And then I discovered this thing. So when my sister was here, she actually introduced me to class pass and I discovered this thing called Legree. So I decided to do a couple classes there and that is based off of Pilates, but it is so much harder. The first time I went, I texted my friend and I was like, I was emotionally unprepared for how difficult that would be. And I've done, I think three or four classes now. And I went to one last night and Oh my gosh, I was like, why? Like, when am I gonna realize that this is always gonna be hard? <laughs> like, it's just, you're doing Pilates, but with extra, like, heavy weight almost. Like, you're pushing 
wait and everything has to be really slow the whole point of it is like time under tension how slow can you be so yeah it's called Legree I love it um I'm gonna be doing it for another month like I've got like this unlimited pass that was a special that they had on and that's gonna carry me through this month of February and then I'm gonna probably switch from Pilates to Legree so love that and the third thing I really loved about this month was that I got back into reading. I went to the library and I think I dropped off a book and I actually picked up six more, read those, picked up another six. So in total, I only read for that, um, for that month, I read of January. Oh my God, I'm sorry, I'm losing my mind. For the month of January, I read six books total. So there's two nonfiction and four fiction books. The one of the fiction books I read, or sorry, one of the nonfiction books I read was The Four Agreements, which was my overall self book that I wanted to read or self-development book. And the way I did that is actually, I'm going to try and read a chapter every month moving forward again, so that it's always in my mind. I really want to live by The Four Agreements and like incorporate it into my life as much as possible. If you don't know what The Four Agreements are, they are be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally never assume anything and always do your best and then every single chapter he kind of breaks down how that looks where the alternative might have been rooted in our childhood stuff like that so it's a book that i'm gonna have my kids read probably from like i want to find a kid's version of it so that we can introduce it really young but i think by grade like nine they're old enough to understand it or not grade nine sorry the age of nine so whatever that is grade three grade four um, yeah, it's going to be an annual read for sure. And it's going to be something that we have in our family values because it's just so, it's so important. And I think that the big ones of never assume anything and don't take anything personally are huge. I think it's really, really important if I could teach that to my children. So anyway, love that book. I'm going to read a chapter every month and make sure I've got an agreement every single month. And I'm actually reading the next one. I have a three book series of his, like Don, uh, is it Don Miguel Ruiz, I believe, who wrote that stuff or wrote that book. So he has two others that I'm going to read. I've never read them before. I've owned them for a couple of years and they've been on my to be read list for, yeah, a long, long, long time. <laughs> so I also read four rom-coms. Those were fun and I've been loving the rom-coms. I find if you're somebody who doesn't read any fi uh, fiction books, or if you only read like heavy mystery books, but you're trying to be creative, branch out. Like I read, I don't love like suspense and thrillers, but I do try and read something different than just the rom-coms because I want to get my imagination going and I want to see a different approach, but I do love a rom-com. I love it. I do read sometimes like a historical romance novel and I do get some inspiration from that. But I don't know. I just, I've been really loving the rom-coms lately. So I have another six at home that I'm working through. So those were like the big three things that I loved about January. And I'll be bringing those mostly with me into the next month. Maybe a little less socializing. We'll see. So moving into what I learned in January. My biggest lesson was that my priorities are better, but they're still a bit unbalanced. If you listen to one of my like New Year's resolutions or values thing, I think it's one of those episodes. I have mentioned before though, that I want to spend less phone time. Oh my God. I want to spend less time on my phone in front of my son. So I try really hard to get my stuff done 
before he's home from daycare. And in the morning, we usually have an hour and a half or two hours before I take him to daycare. And in that time, I try really hard not to be on my phone. And it's not perfect. I usually still end up on my phone for a little bit, but it's reading emails and stuff, which is exactly what I'm trying to break. Like be present with him while I have him with me. So that was better. But one thing I was noticing is that after school, I'd pick him up from work or pick him up from daycare and we'd hang out for a little bit, but then he starts playing by himself and I would grab my book and I would sit and read. So if I have to be on my phone or reading a book in front of him, I'd rather be reading a book because he's going to want to do what he sees me doing. So that's not a huge issue, but my issue is that I still wanted to be spending more time with him. And the way I see it is that I'm kind of still like not ignoring or neglecting, but yeah, like I put my book down if he brings me one of his and we read a book together. Or if he wants me to come play with him, I do that. But yeah, I feel like my priorities there are still like a little bit unbalanced. And then where that further steps in is that I would love to be no screen time after seven. Like the kid goes to bed and that is my time to also put my work away and be off my phone, be off my computer and read. I have so many books. Like I said, I have so many, so much stuff I want to read, but I haven't really been doing that lately. I've been instead spending like I put him to bed and then I decompress by jumping on my phone and scrolling TikTok or scrolling Instagram so that's something that I really do want to break it's not great I can put my book down around like I usually still read past my allotted bedtime and we're usually over 10 o'clock I'll put my book down but when it's my phone it's it feels very much like it's an addiction like I will scroll mindlessly and it'll be midnight before I know it which I hate like that's so I don't know. I feel like a phone addiction feels so juvenile to me. <laughs> and so it would really be wonderful to break that. Um, so that's something I really do need to reprioritize. And that's a big lesson I learned because I was taking a lot more accountability for it in January. Another thing I learned is that this wasn't like shocking to me, but again, paying attention to it, I hate making dinner. So if I want to feed my family, healthy balanced meals which we are trying to eat a lot healthier and like focus on our health and stuff this year so i need to like not just meal prep but like menu prep the meal prep can happen like a little bit but it does sort of come in twofold so first of all figuring out a menu of what we want to have during the week and then in the morning remembering to pull out whatever the frozen stuff is if we're doing a meat dish or if it's a vegetarian dish like just knowing what we're doing for dinner that night would help and then I try to find a recipe and before I go pick up, I usually get my kid from daycare around like four, 3.30 or four. And I've been trying to prepare dinner before I get him so that it's just ready to throw in the oven. And when I get him home, we just get to hang out for a couple of hours. So that was something I learned that needs to be implemented a lot more. So the next thing I learned in January was the Pomodoro technique. And I've heard about this for a long time, but I've never actually implemented it. So if you're unfamiliar with it, my understanding is that it's 25 seconds, no, not, sorry, 25 minutes on, and you focus on your task for whatever those 25 minutes, whatever you are doing, you do that for that point in time. Then you set your timer for five minutes and you have a five minute break. So no matter what you're doing, you get up, you stop, and you go get yourself a water or you do some stretching or this is the time that I would like whip through dishes really fast or I'd use it to make my bed. Sometimes I'd throw some makeup on. Little things that don't actually take that much time, but they did help improve 
my health or my housekeeping, things like that. So that was kind of fun to actually see how much I can get done in the little five minutes of the day because I don't make myself have five minutes in the day otherwise. So I've really enjoyed that technique. I don't use it every single day, but when, the day, when I do use it, it's a game changer for the day. The last thing I learned in January was that I really, really need to prioritize my sleep. So I would like to wake up earlier than my child. The thing is, he has like the sixth sense sort of thing that if mom's awake at 5.30, it means he gets to be awake at 5.30. So I get up and I try to do my workout or journal or a time for myself. And there's a little child suddenly wide awake because he just knows the lights are off, but he just knows. So I'm trying to figure out how I can do that. Maybe I need to go downstairs or something, but I would really love to have 30 to 45 minutes in the morning. And I've learned that that's only going to happen if I actually go to bed on time. So balancing my sleep routine, one of my goals for the like for the full year of 2023 was bed by 9.30 and awake by uh, 5.30. Right now we're kind of a 10 to six for my husband and I'm like 10 to seven. Um, but yeah, getting to bed earlier and getting up earlier so I can actually write and dedicate my day to planning or dedicate my morning to planning. Um, just organize my day and organize my thoughts. And those are the times that if you do more morning pages, you get some really good inspiration. I used to do that where before I had children and nobody waking me up, I'd wake up on time around 5.30 or 6, just for the fun of it, which is <laughs> an absurd thought at this point. But I would wake up at that time and I'd do morning pages, which means I'd just write with before doing anything else, I would write in three pages double-sided and I would stop once I hit that three pages. And this, like sometimes it'd be hard, but the things that I'd read after when I reread those pages was where I got so much inspiration and epiphanies. And like, you're just still in that dream state. So you get a really good perspective of what's going on in your brain. So I'd like to implement that again in my life. Um, but yeah, that's something I learned is that I need to plan my mornings a bit better, which means I need to sleep a little bit better. So speaking of sleeping, let's talk about what I am leaving in January. And that is going to be number one, poor sleep habits. Um, like I said, my sleep has been better, but there have been some nights where if I don't have my husband babysitting me and pulling me to bed and telling me to get off my phone or put my book down, I will stay up until midnight reading or scrolling. And honestly, once you start a book, like I just don't like leaving things unfinished. So I will read it until it's over. So that is something I need to be like, that needs just to stop. It's not serving me. It's not helping me. And it's not an example I want to set for my son, um, especially with the scrolling. Like, I'll be so tired. My eyes are on fire. I'm so ready to sleep. And I'm just scrolling. It's fully an addiction. When it comes to the book, I'm not really going to apologize for that one. I've done that since I was a kid. My parents used to have to hide my books from me because they'd go to bed at, like, I'd be in bed by, say, nine. And they'd go to bed for 10 or 10.30 and they'd see my light on in my room and they would come in and take me books for me and I'd be so mad because I was always so close to the end. But I did a lot of sneak reading, so they caught me sometimes, but yeah, not always. Or the one time I remember my stepdad got up at like 2.30 in the morning to go get the cows or to go check the cows they were calving. And he like came downstairs or came 
of out of his room and i don't know why if our door was open or what but he could see i was in the loft and he could see that there was a little light up there and it was 2 30 in the morning and he was just like are you still reading and i'm like we started another book i have the whole series the last one ended on a cliffhanger what was i supposed to do so i do think i went and checked cows with him i was like 12. it was yeah that was a lot of my life and my parents were like why is she so grumpy well because i never slept the next thing that we are leaving in january is neglecting my skin routine i was doing such a good routine for all of december i was washing my hands before doing my skincare i was doing my skincare morning and night i was doing lymphatic drain drainage massage morning and night my products hadn't really changed like everything was going well and i was really seeing a difference in the tone and the texture of my skin so I'm not really sure if it was just the socializing and like the busyness of January that made that slip away. I do know that that has something to do with it because I would get really busy at night. Like I would come home later at night after we'd put the baby to bed, I'd run out, do something, come home. It's like nine o'clock at night. I read or I'm on my phone. Suddenly I don't want to be doing my skincare at like midnight. So I splash some water on my face and like <laughs> quickly wipe it off with micellar water or something. So that is being left. That's a habit. I'm not bringing into January or February with me. February is my birthday month, and this is the month I want to really focus on self-love. And part of that means we're loving my skin and giving myself time and giving myself the sleep and the hydration and everything that the best me gets, you know? I have a couple products I'm going to be restocking. You may have heard me talk about Stun Collective before, and if you ever want to try them, they, you can use my code SarahCarterUGC. At checkout you get like 10% off I think or you can go to their website stunco.com or is it stuncollective.com slash Sarah Carter UGC anyway they have a minimalist skincare routine and they have these six products my favorites are the two biggest favorites are revival which is their night oil and their dew which is their morning oil but the two morning pieces are gloss and dew and I love them so I really need to restock on those because I've been out and I honestly think that that's partly why I also didn't do so much of my skincare because when I use their products, I look forward to doing my skincare routine. Um, I just love the way my skin feels after I know that it's worth it. And so now that I don't have the skincare products, I think that it's like less of a priority to me. So I need to give myself something to look forward to again, <laughs> but their stuff is all like microbiome friendly, vegan, plant-based skincare, she was an esthetician and she was having a really hard time finding actual true organic skincare um, that was all clean. A lot of it was just greenwashed. So she went and created her own with a medical dermatologist, I believe, from Switzerland. Now I could have a lot of the same words, but the facts mixed up. So <laughs> I'll double check on that, but love this company so much. They're here in Calgary. You can order online, obviously, if you're going to use the code. So the poor skincare routine is going to definitely be left in January, but restock my products and using my, like getting back on track with my skincare routine is definitely coming back into February with me. And then the very last thing that we are leaving in January is assuming. I tend to have a bit of an active imagination. So I will like not hear from somebody for a while and I will assume they hated me. I have this deal with a hairstylist in my city where he does my hair and in like hourly wise, it turns out to about three massages. So I trade 
massages to get my hair done. Love it. It works out great. However, I had my hair done like maybe November, maybe a little bit October, maybe. And the plan was to have, he was supposed to get like a massage every month for three months after that. So I think I gave him one in December, which I had to like hound him like, hey, let's book this in. Otherwise it's not a deal for you. And I feel really bad. And then January has gone by. I emailed him all January, nothing happened. Now February is started and I've been messaging him again too. And like, he's been meaning to book, his car broke down. There's a lot of different things. My mind was like, he hated the massage. And he was like, that was the worst thing that's ever happened. I will just cut my losses and never have a massage from her again. And why would I assume that? He's literally just so busy. He's so good at what he does. He's so talented and he's fully booked. Like the guy doesn't really have time to go <laughs> get a massage. So yeah, my assumptions need to slow down. I had a friend that we are kind of transitioning into a new phase of friendship and it's been a little bit difficult with like motherhood and relationships and stuff like that. It's just our friendship is changing. And I didn't hear from her for a couple of weeks because I had to cancel on an event that we were supposed to go to. And because I did that, like she just responded like, oh, okay, no worries. And in my head, I was like, oh no, that was like the final nail in the coffin. She's never talked to me ever again. And I always have to talk myself down from that being like, you are not friends with the kind of people who don't have like conversations about big things. So why would you assume something so ridiculous and immature that somebody would just stop talking to you because you had to cancel an event? Like, that's just, I don't, I don't really believe it when I think it, but it takes up energy and space in my brain that could be doing incredible things otherwise. So I'm leaving that. That is done. I'm really working on not assuming anything else. And that comes back to the, the four agreements books. So to quickly recap my love learned and leaving list, we loved the socializing, the Pilates slash Legree discovery, and the reading. We are taking all of those in moving forward to February. The things we learned in January were our priorities are a little bit unbalanced as far as screen time and sleep. Dinner needs to be a menu and figuring out and like preparing that so that I can stay ahead of our health and nutrition. And then the Pomodoro technique um, needs to be implemented with more structure, I think. And oh, lastly, I need to wake up a little earlier and prioritize getting to bed earlier. So back to the first one of sleep. And then to close off with what I'm leaving in January was my poor sleep habits, neglecting my skincare routine and assumptions. And that is the end of the episode. That is all I have for today. Thank you so, so much for listening. And I hope you enjoyed this structure of the form of the episode. If you do, please go over to my Instagram at she's doing all right. Um, Instagram.com. I guess I always want to give a website and it's so awkward, but you can find us on Instagram at she's doing all right. And let me know if you liked this, like, recaps favorites monthly thing if you do i hope you do i have plans for it to be every single month if you'd like to follow my personal accounts you can do that on tiktok and on instagram at sarah.g.carter and don't forget to check out stun collective for your minimalist skincare routine i will be definitely going back to that um i have a couple of their products still i just love them so much i just haven't restocked my favorites but that's gonna happen soon they always still sell out of their oils they're that good. <laughs> so yeah, feel free to check those out if you're interested. 
And if you want to use the code instead of the website, it's Sarah Carter UGC at checkout. The links will all be in the description as always. And with that, I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.